This is Sean Azaro, and you are listening to Reaching for Real Life. Yes, you are listening to Reaching for Real Life, the radio show, the podcast, which did not exist. I, I don't know. Five years ago is when you did your first podcast, Pastor Sean. Is that about right? Yeah, that you, you about would right. know. You would know. Well, I wasn't there for the first one. No, no, you weren't. I, I, I had to do it alone. Uh, Boring. It was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. It was exciting. Are you kidding me? Well, here's what I want to mark. We're coming actually up on the fifth anniversary of not only this, this podcast, uh, your radio ministry, the Reaching for Real Life radio show has been on KSLR and KLUP for Going on 15 years, Pastor That's Sean. not, that's ridiculous. Isn't that crazy? So you're saying, wait a minute. Okay, so this is 2023. Mm-hmm. You're saying we started in 2008? The radio ministry, yes. Wow. So we got five with the podcast, 15 with the uh, radio show. Wow. And 25 years for River City Community Church. All right this month. Well, that's right, Perrin. That's right. We are celebrating this coming Sunday. September 10th, we are celebrating and honoring our 25th year of River City Community Church. We started in 98. We actually started in March of 1998, but uh, because of some things we had for this fall, we wanted to really do the big celebration this fall. It was a soft opening then that first time. Well, yeah, always is. I mean, I I think all the way up until last year, it was soft opening. (laughs) (laughs) A year of Jubilee. You don't have to celebrate on one day. Oh, that's it, man. A year of Jubilee. You got it. You got it. But yeah, we are celebrating 25 years, and I can't believe how fast that's gone. Well, I was proud to say that I think I was there for the early days. You were. You were. We used you in an early video. Yeah. We've been doing this. We've been doing this kind of stuff for longer than 25 years. I love it. Right. But yes, yes, we used you early on. You were you were there. You were in that uh, daycare gymnasium mm-hmm. where we first met. On West End. You were th- then in the little uh, health club gym over off of uh, Jones Mallsburger. With the snake turtle infested swampy hey, pool in- next to infested it. Infested is a strong word. It was a habitat. <laughs> <laughs> it was a <laughs> it was a habitat. Exactly. For Come on, yeah. yeah baptism would, did not happen. No, no, no. But, but it was a, a natural environment. Exactly. Now, if people don't know what we're talking about, it was an old YMCA. And uh, it, I don't think it was, was a it? YMCA. Oh, it was. It? it was just a health club. Oh, okay. It was. It was a health club that I, I had actually years before worked out at that health wow. club. There was a guy, a little gym. You know, a guy ended up buying the property, and he couldn't rent it because he made some changes literally topography he was in a fight with the city over drainage dumb and so he couldn't couldn't do anything with the thing he leased it to us very shrewdly by the way Ah. and didn't tell us any of this so he just leased it to us and then all of a sudden the city gives us a cease and desist so (gasps) i'm going down to the city going dude i'm just a pastor doing this thing they actually gave us a pass all right they gave us a pass uh, and then when we were done, they did the same thing. The guy ended up having to sell the property or whatever. So, I, you know. Well, another guy that was there that day is this guy to my left, your right. Our, our guest, we have a guest today to talk about 25 years of real life. Mm-hmm. Our guest is Pastor Willie Mayfield, our associate pastor from day one. Day one. Wow. I mean, what you before sucker? day one. You're a sucker for punishment? What, yeah, well. what, what is with you? And you kept your job the whole time. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. That's what it was. That's what it was. Hey, I'd do something. Go, Wait a minute. You still paying me? Yeah. Fine. <laughs> fine. Whatever. Now, how did you two guys meet? Youth for Christ. Yep. Youth for Christ. We we were both connected to Youth for Christ. We met at a Youth for Christ event where the president of Youth for Christ, Roger yep. Cross, was speaking. Yep. I'm sorry. So why were you involved with Youth for Christ? Because I, I'm, I was young. I love Christ. <laughs> what, what's wrong with you? Why, would, why wouldn't you be involved? Uh, no, we honestly, I just I had this ministry, this communication ministry, had real life ministries that already started that. And so we just did that for a time. I was on the national staff with Youth for Christ and... 
met Willie, and we started sharing about real life, mm-hmm. and the Lord really kind of bound our hearts together. Right. We just very much found out, hey, the Lord was calling us to similar things. He was leading us in similar directions. So we ultimately, when we went and launched real life as a thing, he, I invited Willie to join with us, and he did. Do you remember that call, getting the call to play in the majors? Oh, Yeah. Is that, what that, is that what that was? The ma- Would you call that the majors? When you go from youth for Christ. Well, yeah, youth for life. Christ to real life, which was stationary in my spare bedroom. It, it, and- was, it was more like a desert. Yeah, that's funny. What do you remember about, was there, were you excited? Oh, you yeah, we were, we were very excited. You know, what was interesting, my wife and I had been doing Youth for Christ for a long time together, and Sean and Lori had been together, you know, doing their thing. But we both felt very isolated. Mm. You know, you try to talk to people on staff at a church, and they don't really understand what you're doing. Right. Uh, and when God brought us together, it was like a breath of fresh air because there was brotherhood and there was a, a uniqueness of our individual walks mm. that you go, okay, we're on the same path. Yeah. And uh, that was very refreshing, even though there wasn't any money at the time. Uh, <laughs> You, know, you have like, no idea how the little here. money there was. <laughs> hey, look, manna. <laughs> it's, a, it's about like that. But but he's right. We had started this real-life ministries, and mm. we're kind of just drifting around. That's why we connect with Youth for Christ. Just trying to figure out, God, what is this? Yeah. And people didn't understand. And in fairness to them, I didn't understand fully. Mm-hmm. But when I met Willie and we kind of hit it off and there was this connection, Lori and Rachel hit it off, mm-hmm. I shared with him real life. I shared the vision of real life. And he was drawn to that. Mm-hmm. He's right. One of the biggest reliefs was it that didn't mean, okay, now we're established. We're still just, okay, now it was two guys who didn't really know exactly where we were going. Hey. But it was like a, a huge breath pressure because we weren't alone. All right. All right, men. So what do you remember about the first day of River City Community Church, that first service? What happened? Mm-hmm. 25 years ago. I re- what I remember probably more than the first day was the build up to the first day. Okay. That was you before know, social media too. So you couldn't, you know, boost oh yeah. a post. No, no, we didn't. Uh, we actually got a bunch of students from Bethel college, uh, came down and worked with us and we went out door to door, passing wow. out flyers, uh, neighborhoods, just did a big, huge campaign, did a mail out nice. and it, we couldn't afford like our own mail out. So we did it in a little packet with all the... the, like the vowel pack? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. A little vowel pack. We were one of 50 in there. Uh, <laughs> Laugh, laugh all you want. I know of two people who came because of that and stayed at River City for years because of that valve pack. And got their trees trimmed. <laughs> Had their trees trimmed and their plumbing worked on. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, that's true. We did that and we had these Bethel College students. We did door to door. We had done door to door, just letting people know we were there. And so we were probably at that time, we, so we had about 40 people who said, yeah, we'll be in on this thing. We got 100 to come to that launch, wow. that opening celebration. 100 people. Huge. But understand, not all those stayed. So we dropped back to probably about 60 or something. But mm. from that point, we began to grow. grow. Mm. Yep. So we grew from that point. But that, that helped us get over that 50 kind of hump, that first hump you hit. Mm. You know, it was in that little gymnasium. Golden Path Daycare was what it was at first. We were there while it was Golden Path, and the Ark yeah, uh, bought it. Yeah. And it's still that to this yeah. day, yeah. but that they have a little gymnasium in the back. Yeah. And we we met there and just started making disciples, started multiplying groups. Yep. All right, Willie, what do you remember about, I mean, tearing up, setting down oh, every yeah. Sunday? Yeah, so we, you know, the cool part about it was we were building a team as right. we were doing this. Right. And, you know, so we had, we came early, it's church in a box. And so yep. you're, you know, we built a little shed in the back and, and stored all our stuff in there and then we're t- setting it up and then yeah. tearing it down at the end of the day and every week, uh, every single week. And, uh, but it was exciting seeing,
seeing these people come in and getting connected in the church. And for years we had worked on this plan mm-hmm. and then you start seeing it come to pass. And that's, that's the part that's really exciting. Big right. time. You know, as you yeah. see people's lives transformed and they're getting connected, you go, man, this is all worth it. I want you to know, Willie Mayfield, that uh, Sean brags often on this program uh, on how deep the bench is. And mm. again, for you to be, you know, in that first chair, if you will, uh, God bless you for your service and all this time. Oh. Uh, he also talks about how hard it's been for him to let go of things. So mm-hmm. let's talk about the first time you got to speak at River City Community oh, Church. Uh, it was very early on. It was very, uh-huh. very generous. Ten- it was very generous. <laughs> on the 10th anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. First time I wanted to be out of town. What are you talking about? <laughs> Look, okay, you want to know the truth. I do. I even actually led worship. What? Yeah. Do you, do you really want to tell this story? Dude, Here we we're are. We're going there. Okay, fine. It's true. <laughs> it this is, is a, this is absolutely true. I mean, so in the early days, again, yeah. the church didn't have a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. Had no money. Starting, had, Let's be clear. So it's like we have these, well, out. and we're not. It's not like we're we're bringing a bunch of tithers, okay? <laughs> exactly. So we're bringing people who are just hungry and wanting to know Jesus, but we're not ministering to the rich or fluent or the tithers. Well, and we were still ministering in Victoria Courts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and both of us, because of our background with Youth for Christ, had lots of opportunities to go and speak, and that helped pay the bills. You know, we have ah. a speaking engagement. So Sean would be gone doing a camp or speaking at a church or something. And so our worship bench was much smaller than our speaking bench. A little bit. And our speaking bench was two. (laughs) (laughs) We had musicians, but we didn't really have another worship leader at the time. Yeah. And so there were times when I had to, I had, I had a keyboard. Okay. And I, I learned how to sequence, which is make building soundtracks with the keyboard. So I would have a, I had a bass player, Bruce Witter. You uh-huh. probably know Bruce. I might have a guitar player, Jason, Jason Miller. Miller. And I would have some vocalists, but as far as leadership. And mm-hmm. while Willie's not a musician, not really a vocalist, no. he, he can carry a tune and he's a worshiper. Mm-hmm. And so I would set up this track. And it's a soundtrack. So it was me playing keyboard and whatever other instruments. The bass player could play along. Guitar player could play along. Singers could sing along. Willie would have to know this track yeah. well enough to be able to know where it's going. Because if you get off with it, the track ain't changing. No. So, <laughs> Like if the Holy Spirit leads. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, yeah, he's, he's the Holy Spirit. We're, we're turning the track off and we're a cappella with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But, but Willie would learn this track and then he would just lead the worship, facilitate the worship. Sure. You know, help lead people. And what's funny is I made these tracks on this keyboard that I had, this Korg sequencing keyboard yes. I had, and I called them Willy Worship. Willy Worship 1, of, Willy Worship 2, you know. I was be, thinking of Willy Yoki. Willy, it's very much like <laughs> Willy Yoki, yes. Let me, let me just say, yeah? those were not the great days. Oh, okay. sure they that were. Was, no, How precious. No, no. You know what? It was early, early on. And yeah. by the way, that most of that was before our grand, grand opening, opening, probably. Right, right. And even after that, uh, you know, we probably didn't have to do as much of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was just, you know, hey, when the Lord's leading it. Because, again, worship isn't about the performance. Right. Uh, but we were able to give good musical support. And Willie was, because he's a man of prayer and he's a man of worship, Correct. he was able to lead them in worshiping the Lord together. So it was great. Let's talk about 25 years later where we're on this new campus. And we've told the story of how we got here on this right. campus many times. And if you, boy, if you want to hear a great story, just go back in the archives of this podcast and check it out. But you've seen the Lord just do so much. I mean, from the spare room to the amphitheater. Talk about lessons learned. Talk about where God moved here. Talk about, let's build an altar on this place and see see what God did. Yeah. For me, one of the big things, and it continues to be a big thing, is 
making sure that you're listening and obeying God. Because if you look at our history, it is completely unconventional. Yes. Right? Uh, from how we even came together and then every step along the way, merging with another church and mm-hmm. moving to this place and then all of the ministries that we have happening here on our campus today and seeing things blow up yeah. great in great ways during COVID when everything else was shutting down, we were growing. All of those steps required a humble listening spirit and being open to do things that didn't necessarily make sense. And I remember in the early days, for me, that was that's one of the things that has been consistent through our ministry. He's God has never allowed us to drift away from that. He keeps bringing us back, mm. keeps bringing us back to that point. Make sure you're listening to me and then be willing to say yes. Yeah. You know, that's, I mean, that's about, that's the bottom line. I, I would say it's funny because when you put yourself in that place, you're surprised at how many times God asks you to do things that don't make sense, mm. that are truly outside the box and other people look at you. It's not just this, this property, the buying the Verizon Center. You know, Willie referenced a merge with a small church that was going through a, a real serious decline and was dying. But that could have been a terrible situation had it not been the Lord and had we not followed and had that congregation literally made the choice. Their scripture was, unless a seed falls to the ground and dies, it cannot bear fruit. And that was Christ Redeemer Church. And they gave the keys of leadership over to us. And what's interesting, though, is they didn't lose anything because the elders who made that decision are still elders with us to this day. Twenty five. That was 24 years ago. Uh, They're still with us today. It was a small group of people. Many didn't continue with us. And that was in fairness. Things were very different. And so many didn't. Many did. Mm -hmm. Many of the people who were part of that are still here. Some of their families are still here in leadership. And so it's one of those things where the unconventional was just the way the Lord led. And you have to be willing to say, yeah, I don't really care what the norm is. Lord, what are you saying? Mm -hmm. What are you leading us in? And that was huge. You know, just a huge thing. In fact, one of the elder's grandsons is on staff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Our our J-Hab minister. Yeah, this week we're going to be, this weekend, we're going to be interviewing a group of young kids who grew up here. My daughter, Lauren's going to be one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've invited them to come and just to talk. And one, one of the elders grandson is one of, he's on our staff as a junior high guy. Now, uh, Jacob Luna, wonderful young man, but these are kids who grew up here mm-hmm. and have grown up in this ministry and uh, have seen God just do amazing things. Yeah. And, and the norm is that piece of listening for his voice and then do what he says. That's the central behavior of, of a disciple. Mm. I listen for his voice. I do what he says. That's how we follow Jesus. Yeah. And so that has been a core piece. Sean, would you indulge me for just a second? Give me the God calling out Moses voice just for a second. <laughs> you want that? I want that. <laughs> the things I do for you. <laughs> Moses. That's it. That's it. Burning bush. <laughs> this is the All right. I look as the leadership of this church right here, and I see you, Willie, as the Aaron or the her, as the case may be. Maybe the her mm. is your wife, you know, right. and that kind of things. Uh, and you probably had to lift his arms up a couple of times there in the course and give them that support there too. Would you do me a favor and kind of honor him for his uh, obedience and his listening ear? Man, it has been a blessing to have this opportunity to follow in this journey with Sean. I said a minute ago, one of the lessons was listening and obeying. And that really came from his heart, mm. from Sean's heart and a unwillingness to do things just because 
convention said that's the way you do it, right? Mm. But a a willingness to say, I'll jump off of a, a, a cliff mm-hmm. if God is telling us to do that. And, and I have watched Sean do that with commitment, um, and it's been a tremendous blessing to me to be a, right here in this seat and have the opportunity to see what God was willing to do through a person who's willing to surrender. And Sean has been that guy that I've had that opportunity to see over and over again. And there's been lots of parts of this journey that have been really hard. You know, like you, you referenced the purchase of this campus when that whole thing went down and blew up and we had spent $300,000. The to, first time. The 360, first time Willie. It was 360. Well, who's counting? <laughs> uh, for those but, that don't know, you had to put down some earnest money for this property, $360,000 and then yeah. lost it. Right? Well, it was earnest money, due diligence. There was lawyer's mm-hmm. fees, all kinds of stuff that were tied up with that. But to watch, watch Sean with a humility and mm-hmm. a willingness to say, God, still believe you're in this and then have to go back to the congregation and, and tell them good news. Uh, the whole deal blew up, but we still believe God's here. And to see that kind of faith and that willingness to stay where you believe God's calling you, even though it doesn't make sense, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. People are going to think you're crazy. And we have people thought that thought, you know, different times thought we were crazy, but it's just been a blessing to be able to walk with my brother that way. Let me take a moment and share. And thank you, Willie. Those are very kind words. I appreciate that. That is an interesting lesson. The lesson mm-hmm. of um, when God brings people into your life, you know, one of the things God taught us early on is don't just look for who you think you need. Don't look for a square peg to cram into the round hole that you think you need. Take who I bring, develop them, and I'll meet your people needs better than you ever could. And Willie was the very first illustration of that point to me. I thought I needed an administrative executive type guy, a guy who would help take care of the, the management and the details and the processes and systems. That's what I thought in my mind as a manager and as a leader, I thought, okay, that's the first thing I need. I need that type of person because I know I'm, I'm a visionary leader. I can cast vision. I'm a communicator. Um, I see things that aren't here yet, but I thought I need someone to help with the systems, the organization and the management of this process because right. I'm not that way. All right. I, I need help with that way. Well, on our staff, there's one person who is less that way than me, and that's Willie. <laughs> okay. God brought, I knew God brought him. I'm like, oh, good, man. I hand him something. He's like, what, what are you doing with that? What, what, what am I supposed to do with that? What, what he taught me was, I'll, don't worry, I'll bring you s- some systems people. I'll bring you some structure people. And by the way, Willie's wife, Rachel, very much served that role for us. Yeah. My wife, Lori, is very much that way. They together help bring a lot of that. What God said is, you think that's what you need. That's great. He says, what you really need is a brother who will jump off cliffs with you. Mm. And I, I have to tell you, that has been the part of Willie being willing, being that man of faith who will, who when I'm called to take a leap of faith and instead of going, oh man, we can't do that. Oh, he's like, okay, let's do it. That has been such a gift, such a blessing. In fact, it's been a little dangerous at times because I'm the type, my, my thing is I go, okay, I wonder if we could, and most people go, wow, you out of your mind. I wonder if we could. And then Willie goes, we could do that. <laughs> Willie's been a little bit of my an enabler. <laughs> a good yes man. Huh? <laughs> no, but no. just more of a, more right. of a, you know, just, just like, well, I guess we could probably try this. Yeah. But that's an interesting thing because the textbooks, mm-hmm. the training all said, you need to find this guy. Yeah. And God brings Willie, who's like the opposite of that guy. And what I realized is, no, 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 God knew what he was talking about. I would need that administrative help. And he brought it in other ways. 
But what I really needed was a brother who would jump off cliffs with me when God said, I want you guys to jump. Mm. And so that has been a gift and a blessing. And I, you know, I, I'm grateful for Willie's role and his involvement and his brotherhood through this thing. Because that's sometimes the hardest part. When you're walking the walk of faith, it, it can be very lonely. Mm-hmm. Because other people are looking at you and going, you're crazy. Right. Because you know, they don't see the path. You know, They don't see what God's calling you to do. So to have someone who's praying with you and who sees that with you and is like, hey, if you say we're going there, let's go. Yeah, uh, that is that is a, a gift, a gift of the Lord. Yeah. Mm, amen. Yeah. Uh, we don't have time to honor everybody on your staff. You've got, again, a deep bench. You've got that admin guy. You've got every, you know, the youth pastor and all those other. You mentioned just a second ago. Yeah. Uh, Rachel and Lori. Yeah. I would be remiss if we didn't talk about our wives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, honestly, it's harder for them because they're in many ways, they're like they're both godly women. They're both women of prayer and saying, I'm committed to helping support the ministry of my husband. But if it's not working or if they don't see it, and if maybe they don't have the same gift of faith, we all have a measure of faith. But if you're bound to a person who is a real, hey, I think God's saying this and like, we can't see it, but it's going to be great. Let's go. Um, and that's not your thing. That takes a lot of commitment. And, and I have to tell you, my wife, Lori, has been amazing in that capacity because Lori's a, Lori's a fighter. And when she says she's in, you know, she's quiet. But she's a fighter. Yeah. And even at times when she didn't see it completely, she's like, okay, you're praying to me. You're praying. You're listening. Okay, I'm going to go. And Rachel, Willie, I'll let you address that. Rachel, very much similar kind of response. Oh, yeah. My wife tells me all the time. In fact, right now, she does that with a lot of young women. If I know my husband is is seeking God, listening, and then obeying, I'll follow him wherever wherever he says, my people will be your people. Yep. That thing. Yep. And you know, and there were times when, you know, and for, for a mom of young children, when we hooked up, I mean, Ryan wasn't even born yet uh, when we met. So our kids were babies. Mm -hmm. My daughter has, I mean, both of our kids have kids. And so Mm -hmm. that was a long time, but it was tough. It was tough for them. We're struggling to, they're all into, oh, the kids got to eat, blah, <laughs> blah, thing, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Here's some communion wafers. Here. <laughs> no, but, but for them, it, it is. It's, they're looking at the practical needs. They've got family members talking to them. Right. Yeah. Right? They've got people talking to them going, when is this going to work or is it going to work? Yeah. It doesn't look normal. Mm-hmm. I see other pastors in churches. This doesn't look normal. Mm-hmm. And so to the credit of my wife, Lori, and Willie's wife, Rachel, they were women of prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they at one point, remember when they went and they sought some, some maybe older women of God who could speak into their life, and they were very disappointed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I went to some church leaders and it was like, they didn't relate. I got nothing for you. That's what I was saying early on in this conversation. Having somebody who was walking that same journey. I have friends that were pastors. They're getting a salary, right? We didn't, starting out, we didn't have that. I had somebody who told me, well, why can't you put a budget together? I'm like, well, okay, here's the paperwork. You know, Mm -hmm. you tell me. Well, I guess you can't because there was no guarantee of when money was going to come in to pay the bills. Right. But what we saw is God continuously, faithfully mm-hmm. met our needs. Yeah. And and our wives walked with us through that process. And, it, you know, it wasn't easy. But the beauty of it was God gave us as brothers and sisters, gave us each other to walk together through that. So we weren't doing it alone. And that was a, a tremendous blessing. Awesome. That was huge. 
it really was. I, I don't want to make light uh, of the concern for resources and things. I know many people, that's how they orient their life. And I, it, it's a good thing to earn your wages and to take care of yourself. But when God uniquely calls you on something, see, this was, God was teaching us. He wanted us to understand that he's our provider, mm-hmm. not the congregation, not donors, not an organization. He is our provider. And that's been the, the thing with River City all along. Yeah. I'm your provider. And what's interesting is right now we're introducing this weekend a, a new campaign called City on a Hill, a, a capital campaign to help continue the development of this resource that God gave us. Mm-hmm. And it's every bit as much a step of faith. You wonder, am I ever going to get to that place where I don't have to walk by faith, God, where I can walk by sight? <laughs> He says, you really want that? Yeah. Okay, no, I don't. Because right. I've seen, look at, look at all he's done. He's done unbelievable things. So it's like he's not done calling us to leaps of faith and to take steps that maybe don't make sense in the natural. But he's teaching us once again, I'm your provider. Your congregation now, which is much larger, your church income, which is much bigger than it was, that's not your provider. That's the provision, and that's wonderful. But God's the provider. And so when he asks you to take a big leap of faith, he wants to do something big. And the question is, are we going to say yes? Are we going to trust him? We'll say yes to come to church this Sunday, 9 30, 11.30. 9.30, 11.30. We're celebrating yep. 25 years. 25. Are we supposed to bring a gift? For Willie and I. Yeah. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Whatever. He, we, either of us, steaks. Those are yeah. good. Yeah, meats. Nice. Good, good cuts cold, of meats. Frozen meats. And, and <laughs> not freezer. cold cuts. Were you going to say cold cuts? No, 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 no. <laughs> frozen meat to put in the freezer. Yes, the exactly. You know? Very good. Because <laughs> you can't handle all that meat at once. No, you know? no. That's right. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, final thoughts, Pastor Sean and Pastor Willie. This has been a blessing. It's mm. been an amazing ride. Yeah, it is. And I'm, this weekend's all about looking back with gratitude mm-hmm. and, and, you know, realizing how amazingly gracious and generous our God has been. Because Baron, it really is. This is there's so many miracles, so many cool stories. And we want to celebrate that. And we want to we want to recognize to whom much is given, much is required. Um, we want to be faithful with the gifts that he's given us. And so anyway, it's going to be a great weekend. 930, 11:30. Love to have you guys. Love to have you be with us. It's going to be great as we celebrate 25 years of real life.